From WNIJ Studios on the campus of Northern Illinois University, this is Sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining me. Before last week's show on Thanksgiving, I said I was thankful for music and the powers it has to help us in hard times, even if it's just to briefly lift us up. On this week's episode, we're featuring an artist who has spent a huge amount of her life helping others, Chicago singer-songwriter Renee Nanzer. She's currently a music teacher working in outreach with underprivileged youth in the city and previously worked here in DeKalb with the Illinois Migrant Council, teaching English as a second language and working with migrants to help them gain citizenship. We'll talk with Renee about all of that and more this hour and hear a performance recorded live in Studio A. That's all coming up right after these headlines on Sessions from Studio A. This is Sessions from Studio A. Our guest this hour is Chicago singer-songwriter Renee Nanzer. She's currently a music teacher with Old Town School of Folk Music in the city, where she gives lessons and works with their outreach program, going to underserved neighborhoods and working with youth. She's a classically trained vocalist also and went to school for vocal performance right here at Northern Illinois School of Music. She's a multi-instrumentalist as well. We'll hear songs on both guitar and piano this hour. Let's start things off with one of the songs on piano. Recorded live here in Studio A, this is Whole Life Through by Renee Nanzer. This song is called Die on D, um, and it was written in 5-4 because it's an adventure. <laughs> Come into my garden, all the flowers blooming, maybe I can tell a secret I know. If the rain starts pouring, run to our shelter, stay here together, side by side, side by side, side by side. Don't cry, bone dry, don't cry, you are not a 
But now until forever Tenuous and tender Blossom and rotten on the vine Maybe you can see it Or sleep right through the ebb And the flow of this This is Sessions from Studio A, and I'm Spencer Tritt, and I'm here in the studio with Renee Nanzer, who we just heard from. Renee, can you tell us a little bit about your style of music? I'm not really sure where I fit into with my style of music. It's Um, definitely unique, I would say. Yeah, I really always loved folk music, and I studied classical music. Um, I grew up with a lot of rock in my house, Um, definitely a lot of metal. I always loved hip-hop. So I like a little bit of all of it, and I think that comes out with some of the stuff that I've written. Going into your background a little bit, how long have you been playing uh, piano and guitar for? I've been playing the piano since I was probably around six. Um, I had two older sisters, though, and they would like pull me up and just play little sing-song games with the piano, though, so I was like always around music from a really young age. Uh, played classically for a long time. I actually went to Northern for vocal performance and, and music ed. So strong piano background for all singers. It's like a requirement. But uh, I didn't actually start playing guitar until I dropped out of Northern in, it must have been 2002 or 2003. Nope, it was 2005 because I was 24. <laughs> and uh, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that experience of, being of in, learning to play the guitar? Getting, in, getting into a music school and was it Oh, what was that like for you? It just wasn't what I expected it to yeah. be like. Um, I wanted to, you know, to learn about like playing and singing, um, like more pop styles, jazz, um, and not just stuff that fit really neatly into, um, you know, into a box. But mm-hmm. I was told, no, we do classical music here. You will not be playing and singing at the same time. You will be standing. You will be singing what we tell you to sing. And I learned a lot of really beautiful music, but at the end of the day, it I just I thought that I would be learning more about how to play, and right. less about 18th century music theory for Western Europe. So it was very kind of regimented. Very um, rigid. You mentioned you've been playing piano for a long time. What about singing? Have you been singing your whole life too? As long as I can yeah. remember, actually, probably longer than I can remember. Um, my mom sang every single day. Uh, growing up in my whole family's music uh, musical so we uh we had it pushed at home a bit and I just always loved it I always loved mm-hmm. to sing and I always loved to play so you're based in Chicago now mm-hmm. where are you from originally originally I'm from a little tiny tiny town called Earlville <laughs> all right <laughs> yeah and you have some connections to DeKalb Still, can you tell us yeah, about that absolutely so I worked out here uh, while I was going to school at Northern. I was here from 99 until probably 2010 was when we moved. And I had a lot of friends through the house cafe because I used to play there a lot. Um, I was really good friends with Heath, Nathan, and Jesse, and I played with them. Um, You know, good friends, folk singers, folk musicians. Yeah, they were on our show uh, for the Girler House episode. Yeah, I got to come down and play for the Girler House uh, Festival a couple years ago, and I was really wanting to be able to do that again this year, and thanks COVID, (laughs) (laughs) but there's the future to look forward to. So yeah, Um, Zachary Harris is another good friend of mine from out here, Um, just to name a few. There's a few other people. He's so talented. Beautiful voice. You're listening to Sessions from Studio A and my talk with Chicago singer-songwriter Renee Nanzer. Let's hear another one now from her performance in Studio A. I'll let Renee introduce this next song. This is called Walmart, parentheses, morals on sale. Uh, This is a country song that I wrote. Sale at the Walmart. 
try to hide the stains in our bed sheets. Yeah, morals are on sale at the Walmart for cheap. We woke up in your girlfriend's bed. I should have left, but we did the deed instead. You say you take the blame for what we done. But the guilt and shame weigh on me in tongues But morals are on sale at the Walmart for cheap And redemption hangs in aisle three And love is in the bag with your receipt Yeah, morals are on sale at the Walmart for cheap Stalk me while I'm out just trying to be free They stare and sneer and glare like they're better than me They think they've never done wrong and that proves their stupidity But morals are on sale at the Walmart for cheap And redemption hangs in our three Nanzer on sessions from Studio A. Don't forget you can find behind-the-scenes video from Renee's performance on our website, wnij.org, and on our Facebook page. It's time for a short break, but we'll be right back with more music from Renee Nanzer on sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to sessions from Studio A. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining us. Renee Nanzer is our special guest this hour. She's a multi-instrumentalist and music teacher at the Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago, where she's part of their outreach program, going to underserved neighborhoods and working with youth there. I asked Renee to tell us a little bit more about her job there at the Old Town School of Folk Music. I do outreach for the Old Town School of Folk Music uh, in Chicago, where I teach. I teach piano and I teach voice, um, but also part of what I get to do is go to um, the Carol Robertson Center for Learning, which is in the Douglas Park neighborhood in Chicago. And I get to help. I get to, you know, sing and play. Right now we're outside with masks on, but I'm just really happy to, to be able to bring some music to the kids in the neighborhood. That's great. And you mentioned you work with a lot of underprivileged students and youth. Yes. Um, In fact, I got my start with that um, out here. I worked for the Illinois Migrant Council. Um, I did Migrant Education Even Start. So I worked with migrant farm workers and their families. I would teach uh, English as a second language. I would teach um, 
how to help with like reading and math skills for early childhood education, like, Mm -hmm. but with the family at home. And I also, I taught, um, well not taught, but I tutored for uh, GED driver's licenses and citizenship. So, so yeah, I did, Yeah. yeah, I did a lot of stuff with that for a long time. And you taught English as a second language. Mm-hmm. So some of the songs you performed here today are in Spanish. Can you tell us a little bit about um, how you started learning Spanish? Mm-hmm. I always just loved the sound of Spanish when I would hear it on Sesame Street as a little kid. And then I, as the older child, would turn on Telemundo and just lay down and listen to it. And we didn't get MTV in my house. So that was one of the few channels that would have music videos sometimes. And that's what I was really doing. I was waiting for music videos and also admiring uh, Daisy Fuentes style, you know, cause she was, she's a pretty lady, you know, <laughs> and she had, she had some pretty cool, cool clothes back in the nineties. So with Spanish beyond that, um, it was really when I came to school here, I was 20 when I had my first apartment here and I started working at McDonald's here in DeKalb and I had already been working at McDonald's in a different place like downstate closer to where I was from and it was like all high school kids there when I came here it was like all Latinx people in the kitchen Mm -hmm. uh in the like everywhere in the store you know and I was told uh by my boss at the time hey how's your Spanish and I said oh I speak a little bit of French (laughs) (laughs) he's like that is not what I asked you um so anyways I started to learn at work yeah and it was like this um I would go in to the kitchen and I knew ¿Qué es esto? So I just point what's this what's this what's this and I would learn all of the stuff in the kitchen and then I just started to to do more and more and more in Spanish. And then um, I started taking it at school just to help out at work. But also I was like interested in it. I wanted mm-hmm. to be bilingual. That was a goal of mine. And I just decided to kind of approach it as an aggressive independent study. Yeah. So went to Mexico a bunch of times and I've went on tour actually with the band to Mexico the last time I was there, which was really cool. Oh, yeah. Um, How was that? Tell us about that experience. That was amazing because I got to study uh, traditional guitar styles uh, in Mexico with a master musician. His name was Jesus Porredo. Everyone called him Chucho. And he had played all around the world and was a master of various styles on the guitar, quite the scholar and, and really just a wonderful person. So. Yeah, so would you say learning Spanish is definitely, it sounds like it's definitely helped you a lot. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't think I've ever gotten a job since McDonald's without the ability to speak Spanish. So the song is called Voy a Amar, and that means I'm going to love. Pues 
On sessions from Studio A, we're hearing from the Chicago singer-songwriter this hour. Let's hear more from my talk with Renee about that last song. Yes, I was dating a guy here in DeKalb, and I told him I loved him, and he said, Oh, no, 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 this is too soon. You can't say this to me. No! So this whole song was that... um, Something that my dad taught me, he told me and he taught it to me, was that love is not something that happens to you. It is something that you do. Mm. So it's not a noun, it's a verb, it's an action. And so that's what that song was about. It was like, okay, fine. I'm still going to tell you and I'm still going to love you. And guess what? I'm also going to love the whole world. You too. That's a great quote from from your dad there. Yeah, I wrote it in Spanish, so now he doesn't know. <laughs> like he <can't. laughs> so he he has a songwriting credit he's unaware of. <laughs> so this song is called Doña Marina. I wrote this um, after I read a couple different books discussing the woman who translated for Cortez. Uh, she's known by three names, Doña Marina, Malinche, and Malinsin.
Doña Marina, um, this was, I had read a couple of different books that were historical fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't remember all of the titles. I do know one was called Aztec by Gary Jennings, and there was a few other titles, and um, one a friend had lent to me, and, and we were both talking about the way that this woman is spoken about historically. Mm, so she's a, hist- yeah, explain she's to a, people who okay. she was for <laughs> the call. folks that don't know. All right, so Doña Marina, or Malinche, or Malintzin, was the woman who translated for Cortez when Cortez uh, landed onto this hemisphere. Mm-hmm. Um, it's disputed by different people. I've always heard different stories, and then I had read different things, too. Some people say that she was a slave. Other people say that she was a princess. Mm-hmm. The different books that I had read treated her differently. People that I would talk to while I was learning Spanish, some would say, oh, she's a malinchista. A malinchista is from Malinche. It means Benedict Arnold. Wow. It's traitor, you know? But then others But then see others say, as, no, she was a princess, yeah. and, and then others... Like where I'm kind of left after after all this writing and all this meditating on who she was, what she was, I'm left with that she was a survivor because as a woman, we don't know, like, was she passed from one tribe to the next as an interpreter, as mm-hmm. a woman with a talent for languages? We don't know what the conditions of that servitude was, you know? Yeah. We don't know. We just, we just, there's so much about her that we don't know. And I don't think it's fair to say Malinchista. I don't know that it's fair to say Malinsin. Mm-hmm. Uh, if anybody knows, please correct me and let me know because I'm really interested in in her. But um, but yeah, that's that's more or less what it's about. Like, who is this woman? Yeah, she's one of those figures who's almost mythological. Right, now. and then she has three different names. Like, how are we really <laughs> supposed to know who she is with when she has three different names? And that's the yeah. whole point of the song. You're hearing my talk with Renee Nanzer. This is Sessions from Studio A. It's time for another short break, but we'll be right back with more from my talk with Renee and her live set in Studio A. Stay tuned. There's more coming up right after this break on Sessions from Studio A. Welcome back to Sessions from Studio A and our hour with Renee Nanzer. She's a multi-instrumentalist and music teacher at the Old Town School of Folk Music in Chicago, where she's a part of their outreach program. We're hearing a performance from Renee this hour, recorded live in WNIJ's Studio A. Don't forget to visit WNIJ.org for some behind-the-scenes video of the performance from this episode. Let's get right back into the music with Renee Nanzer's performance in Studio A. This next song is about something most of us can relate to, the feeling of being stuck at a dead-end job. This song is called Choke. It's Renee Nanzer on Sessions from Studio A. This was a song I wrote about working at McDonald's here in DeKalb. Choke, but I'm already broke. I'm 
some sun. Lean out the window, lean out the window, lean out the window. Steal a moment to soak in some sun. But I put my neck into the yoke until I could choke. was about your experience working in McDonald's here yep. in DeKalb and yep. how sort of how that grind can yep. wear us all down. We've all been there and working, working jobs like that. Um, tell us about the song Choke. All right. So Choke, put my neck into the yoke. You know, I'm from farm territory, so that's a little bit of farm in- imagery. Um, I felt really taken advantage of. Um, I would be called in to work and not be paid for it to help. Like I would have to like write notices or signs to employees in English and in Spanish without a whole lot of help. Um, And it was, you know, if I was close to 40 hours, they'd be like, okay, we need you to clock out, but right. But we still need this thing done. So it was just, you know, Wow. I just was feeling really, really overwhelmed. And I think this was also close to the time that uh, things at Northern for me, I was like just not really sure what I wanted to do, not really sure where my life was going. And I was just feeling really frustrated and overwhelmed. Um, and then the job I had, it wasn't really helping. It's good. You obviously broke out of that. <laughs> how, <laughs> yeah. how long before you eventually left the restaurant? After I wrote that song, was it was within the year. So Aurora Soñador, it means Dawn Dreamer. I wrote this song in 2005 in an apartment on 7th Street in DeKalb. Aurora, 
horizon, horizon against blue this aurora soniador soniador can you tell us about that song this means dawn dreamer um this is about waking up and watching someone sleep and just that it was beautiful in the light like it was just um just a really golden moment like the sun coming through and and so i just uh jotted down this poem um and actually I think it was a while before I set it to music. It was just something I wrote a lot of poetry. I was an English major, you know, so I was oh. writing a lot of poetry for school and then just on my own, you know. Um, so that was just something that I had written about, you know, somebody I was dating. And uh, it ended up being uh, one. That's probably one of the favorite one of my favorite songs that I wrote. Oh, yeah. And um, do do a lot of your songs start as poems? Do you still write poetry too? I definitely still write poetry. Some songs definitely start as poems. Other songs start as songs and mm-hmm. some poems stay as poems. Yeah. yeah. So you don't have like a, a specific songwriting process um, where you start with no. lyrics or music. Mm-hmm. You're kind of whatever the feeling is. Whatever the feeling is. And then also like if, if am I writing with other people, you know? Mm-hmm. That's a lot of what it is. And then um, I have, you know, the emotional, like if, if I'm really feeling a certain way about something, especially if it's a not good way, then I'll usually work it out, yeah. you know, with with some with some words, with some writing or with some music. Do you do a lot of writing with other uh, musicians as well? Um, not as much as I have in the past, but mm-hmm. I've definitely co-written songs with quite a few people. I've done a, a bit of collaborative work with with other artists as well as like a sideman. Mm-hmm um for certain you know certain gigs yeah is that uh harder or easier for you when you have to work with another person um I really like working with other people and I really like building up a really big sound um but then when you are working with somebody else on their project whatever they say gets to go Mm. so I like to invent harmonies and I've done a lot of work as a backup singer for other people and most of the time it's fine like whatever I make up is fine but I have worked with certain vocalists who are like no 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 I need you to sing this part so but I'm like but I like this other part they're like no 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 no. I need you here not here (laughs) some some people it's totally different with Mm -hmm. everybody but yeah some people are very open to that collaboration and others are like no that's it must my be vision yes yes <laughs> gotta be that way right it's definitely two two different types of artists like mm-hmm. that before we talk about the next one i wanted to ask if you had any recordings out right now so i have sound um, a soundcloud um and i'm uploading more stuff to the soundcloud i don't have any uh cds right now i would actually like to go into the studio and do some recording this winter to have some of that available. Um, And then also I am a teacher at the Old Town School of Folk Music and I am available for all sorts of things as an artist there and as a teacher. So if anybody is interested in in bookings or in even taking a class with me, simply look at the Old Town School website, which is www.oldtownschool.org and that is in Chicago but we're available on Zoom so I actually did have oh, cool. a I had a student from DeKalb this past uh, this past summer and that was really fun 
So. Oh, that's great. You're still doing remote mm-hmm. um, sessions also. Oh, yeah. What kind of uh, classes? Music classes, voice classes too? Mostly. I've taken on a few uh, private lesson students for voice. I do mostly piano um, for all ages, private lessons and group classes. So I help people get started out. I help people continue along the path. Or maybe they're coming back after 20 years and they're wanting to brush up some skills, get back into it. Um, or I've had other people who are like, you know, I've always played classical music. I want to know how to play pop mm. or, you know, so I, I get a lot of, of different stuff from yeah. different people. And it's great. I love my students. They're all wonderful people. That's awesome. That's a spot where uh, kind of your, your diverse style could come in handy because you get students who, yeah, you could go from one student who wants to learn classical music to the next one, mm-hmm. wants to learn Lady Gaga or whatever, and you can kind of... You kind of have uh, that experience in multiple genres. The n- next song you did, really personal sounding song, Super Tragic Michelle. Yeah, Super Tragic Michelle um, is so called because she was, it was super tragic. She passed away like all of a sudden. And um, it was just kind of devastating to me. It was devastating to her family, yeah. certainly. This was a close friend. This was like my family and another family. Uh, when I was little, they would always come over and play cards. Like our parents, mm-hmm. like we we both had really big families. I'm in the middle of five kids. They had six kids in their family. And it was my dad's best friend. Um, and so they would all come over and we would all play together. So Michelle was closer in age to my sister, who is six years older than me. And they were mean. They were really, really mean. <laughs> and so when I was little, um, I didn't like her because she was a bully. But then when I got older and I would like see her around town like as an adult and, and she was was just always really sweet. She's like, hey, remember, like, we grew up together. Like, there's no reason that we shouldn't be friends now and look out for each other a little bit. And I remember one time I was um, randomly in Mendota, and she said, you know what? Hey, come on over and spend the night at my house. I was with my now husband and a friend of his. So it wasn't just me, but she's, like, opened up her whole house to me, who she hadn't seen in, like, five years. And not only that, but these these two, um, you know, six-foot, three inch men <laughs> that mm-hmm. happened to be with me and she was just really uh, a gracious host and really wonderful so I started to, to become friends with her as a young adult and I wasn't sure all of the different things that she was involved in I, I'm not sure about a few decisions she made that affected her passing um, I just know that it was really devastating and um, when I went to see like the wake you know, to see the family and everybody at the wake. I remember um, her daughters, had, we hadn't seen them for a long time. And, like, my mom went to all to them and she was, like, holding their faces with these beautiful mm-hmm. girls, these beautiful girls. And, like, it really just struck me, like, they hadn't seen her in so long. And it was just, a, like, a lot of gravity just, like, really hit me. Will they ever know how much they're mine? 
every strength, joy and strife, broken bones and broken pride, all the secrets we push aside. Tell them our stories of her loves, her glories, forgive but don't forget. She made mistakes and couldn't catch a break, but now it's all some of your future plans on the what's on the horizon for you for the rest of this this crazy year (laughs) i since we do have a bit more like alone time (laughs) you know i was hoping to get into the studio and like actually complete a lot of these songs um Mm -hmm. in the recording process what i have on my soundcloud some of them are just demos Mm -hmm. that i recorded like from my phone you know yeah they're not the greatest quality but i'm glad that i have them can you tell people one more time where they can find your music and keep up with you and all of that good stuff okay so soundcloud my name renee nanzer that's the probably the best place to keep up with me right now uh the next best best place to keep up with me is through the old town school of folk music which is www.oldtownschool.org thanks so much for being here yeah Thank you, and thanks to Jared as well. This was awesome. Thanks for joining us for tonight's edition of Sessions from Studio A with Renee Nanzer. Don't forget to check out oldtownschool.org, where she is giving music lessons via Zoom, and wnij.org, where you can find behind-the-scenes video of tonight's show and our show archive on there with many other Sessions from Studio A. Sessions was produced at WNIJ Studios by yours truly and Jared Ortega. I'm Spencer Tritt. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next time on Sessions from Studio A.